0: work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hello, my friend. How are you? What is new? Okay, I want to play a little word association game with you. When I say the word sales, what comes to mind? If you said sleazy or scary, well, we're going to change that today. Nikki Roush is joining us on the podcast today, and I just love her easy breezy, never sleazy approach to sales. Nikki is the CEO of Sales Maven and has the unique ability to transform the misunderstood process of selling. With twenty-five plus years of selling experience, entrepreneurs and small business owners now hire Nikki to show them how to sell successfully and authentically nikki has written three books all available on amazon and she has a podcast called sales maven which you can find on your favorite podcast platform i cannot wait for you to hear her insight so let's go ask nikki how she takes the sleazy and scary out of sales
1: Hey, Nikki, I am so glad you're in the podcast. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to get this time with you. Me too. So
0: before we get started, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: So I am the Sales Maven. That's my company. And I'm a sales coach and trainer. And I specifically specialize in Teaching people how to have more strategic sales conversations. I teach a five step approach to a sales conversation. And the whole objective of it is to make it easy for the person who's the seller, easy for the buyer. And it helps build that confidence that you know it's not just about going in and like convincing people to buy from you. Instead, there's a process to the sales conversation. And when you go step by step, it makes it really easy. So, I like simple and easy, and that's what I teach.
0: I love simple and easy too. (laughs) And we're going to, I definitely want to have you back on the podcast because I want to dive in specifically, not this episode, but another episode on like discovery calls and that sort of thing specifically for service providers. But today we are going to dive into talking a little bit about sales for launches Mm -hmm. and the audience may be like, well, why are we talking about this when like most of us are service providers and we're not necessarily launching our own things, but there are a lot of launch managers in our community who are supporting their clients on launches. I always love to give people more information and more tools for their tool belts. Not because we want our launch managers to become salespeople, because we're going to talk about the difference in that in a second, but more so so that they kind of know how to best support their clients and maybe have more tools to use with their clients. Mm-hmm. um in the future. So, let's talk first of all about what a launch manager is and what a launch manager is not. <laughs> I like using the term launch lens or launch manager lens. We use that a mm-hmm. lot in my certification program, and we talk about, a lot about like what should they know as a launch manager, not so that they can implement it themselves, but so that they can know it. So, I think sales is one of those things. So, in terms of when you work with teams for launches, mm-hmm. what are you doing And like that the launch manager isn't doing, I guess, is one of the questions.
1: I am really like the sales kind of guide or that like sales expert that they have in their back pocket. And I support the team. So the launch manager with, you know, in the launches that I've worked on, the launch manager is doing so much, but it's a lot of the operation stuff. It's making sure everything, like all all the boxes are checked, everything's ready to go. And there still is this sales component mm-hmm. that usually kind of falls back to whoever the launch is. Now they might have a team of people that are doing some, maybe some of those discovery calls or, you know, but there's something that they're doing where where I come in is helping them figure out the the phrasing that they're using is it attracting people or is it potentially repelling people unintentionally? So I'm not a copywriter, but I can look at the copy and I look at it from a very sales lens, like to use your term, sales Mm -hmm. lens. And I can look at it and go, well, if we can just tweak this little thing here, this is going to get more like forward thinking for the reader. So how can we make it more pleasant, easy for the reader to want to say yes? Or... You know, we're thinking about sending out this this email sequence. We've had a little success with this one, but not so much with this other one. I look at those. And again, from a sales lens,
0: mm-hmm.
1: really, you know, start to tweak those and look at ways that, you know, again, if we can change this phrasing, then this is going to make it more relatable to the reader and less like I'm telling people what to do. Because I always say with sales, sales is something that you do with people, not to them. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so I look at everything as, does this feel like a collaborative experience for the potential buyer with whoever they're going to buy from? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, we need to make some tweaks to it. And then also I work on helping them get really clear on how to clearly lay out the offer and what that next logical step is for the buyer. So that's the piece where, again, the language piece for me is really my expertise. So I review a lot of sales pages. I review a lot of email copy. And then also on those those calls, if you're doing live calls to convert, one of the things that can often happen is people, they're like, well, I've got a script. I've got the questions I'm supposed to be asking, or I know what to say, but this person just said this. What do I do now? And they have me to like reach out to and go, what do i what do I say now, or what do I send this person? or how do I kind of keep this ball rolling and eventually get to the close? So that's where I come in and
0: oh, and that's amazing. Now. that's such an important piece because I know that we have so many people who fill out our discovery calls, even for the launch guild. And, you know, we ask like what is your what's your goal for your launch? And the reason that we use asset on the discovery call is because it's one of those things where like, if they have like 40 people in their email list and they're saying like, their goal is a million dollars,
1: the math ain't mathed, you know, There's a disconnect.
0: There's a disconnect. Yeah. I would love to know, like when you are thinking about like, so when you're kind of reverse engineering from what somebody's sales goal is, mm-hmm. what are the things that you are looking for in terms of benchmarks? For, to set them up for success even before their launch starts?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to look at things like, what's your list size? Mm-hmm. How active are you with your list? And do we need to warm your list up before we go into launch? Do we need to do some activities to grow your list so that when you do launch, you actually have potential buyers? Mm-hmm. Can we test out the list and see who are the buyers on the list? So there's a lot of things that I'm looking at from that perspective. And then the other thing that I look at is, have you launched before? Like, have you, is this your first time launching? So I work with my clients on setting what I call good, better, best goal. Mm -hmm. So do do you do that too? (laughs) I love that because I think it's, you know, I think sometimes people think it's all or nothing, right? Like I hit my million dollars or it was a huge flop, but that's not true. Sometimes, especially if it's like, is this your first or second time launching? what kind of growth, like if it's your second time launching, let's make sure that we're seeing growth mm-hmm. over what you did last time. And um, if you're working with affiliates, what can we do with your affiliates to get them really excited and motivated? And how do we communicate with the affiliates mm-hmm. to, again, to want for them to want to participate? And all of these things will, will play a factor in. So again, affiliates, your, your list size, How engaged your audience is, and what are some things that we can do to engage your audience sooner rather than later? Like, I have a client right now I'm working with. Her launch isn't until February, but we're starting now. And, you know, we're recording this. I don't know when you're going to air it, but we're recording this in October. And we started actually last month with this idea of like, we got to warm up her list a little bit Mm -hmm. and get them ready so that when everything starts to drop about the like big launch, which is going to happen in January and the close is going to be in February her audience is going to be so ready for it. Yeah,
0: I love that. I love that. And I think that people think about like selling as in the 3 days of the launch or the 5 mm-hmm. days of the launch, but so much of that happens beforehand and I know that we talk a, a lot to our clients about that. And I I've, I've told several people on discovery calls like you need to wait because your audience is not ready, your email list is not ready. Like wait and have a much better experience rather than like feeling like you failed. When really you haven't failed, you just haven't set yourself up for success.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and back to your point, like, do they really have realistic expectations? Because yeah. you can have these huge pie in the sky goals, but if your list has never been sold to before and all of a sudden you're launching and you're selling to them and your list is filled up with like, well, my aunt, you know, is on my list <laughs> yeah. and, and this person who I met at a networking event like five years ago, but have never seen again, like, When they get that email from you, it's gonna feel so out of the blue. Yeah. And they're gonna ignore it. And Mm -hmm. so, like, do we really have buyers on your list too? Like that's the other thing is you gotta have buyers. If you don't have buyers, you're not gonna sell anything. So, how can we create some buyers?
0: So I would love to know as we're kind of wrapping up, what's one thing that you would give as a piece of advice to launch managers as they're listening? But also I know that we have some people who are also probably launching their own digital products or something like that. What's one actionable step that they can take forward in better selling as they're going forward?
1: Well, I'm going to say, because the way you frame that question, so whether it's the launcher or whether it's the the manager of the launch and they have a product that they want to sell, one of the biggest mistakes that I think people make is that they don't actually create a full sequence around like a full email sequence. Mm -hmm. They send one email and they go, nobody bought. Well, (laughs) you can't send one email. Like there needs to be a sequence and and it needs to kind of unfold. Mm -hmm. So we're prepping and getting people ready and we need to create a little bit of sense of urgency. So sequence, not just sequence that is to actually launch the thing, but what about after the launch? Because there's always still money to be made even after the launch on something else. So if they didn't buy this, what else are we going to sell them later? Mm -hmm. So I will say sequences to me is my answer.
0: I love that answer. I love that answer. Every once in a while, we have clients that are like, I like you just said, I want to send one email. And we're like, what if they are like out of the country that day? I missed that one email. Like, (laughs) It's so funny. So funny. It's so funny. We have to like try to convince them, but yes. So I appreciate that answer. I think this is a great conversation because launch managers, as you're listening, once again, you are not responsible for sales. We preach this all the time in the legendary launch manager certification that launch managers are, like you said, responsible for, you know, managing the client, the team, the project in an operational, you know, place, but not, not in a sales place, but the more tools you have in your tool belt, once again the more you can support your clients in pushing them and moving them towards the direction of what they need whether it's like somebody like you Nikki or whether it's you know hiring somebody else for sales or something like yeah. that it just makes more sense to make sure that you're you have the team that you need fully
1: and really in order for a launch to be successful all of these components are mm-hmm. super critical yeah. you have to have a launch manager you have to have somebody who can manage all of this because usually the the coach or the person that's like the Like the not the figurehead, but really the person that's going to end up delivering whatever is being sold. Mm -hmm. There, that's not their expertise. So you get to have your expertise, but sales shouldn't necessarily be your expertise. And it's probably not. And it's not usually the expertise of the person that's launching either. So you need these components to work together. And I think that's so critical because without sales, you don't really have a (laughs) successful launch. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. Where can we find you? Do you hang out on Facebook, Instagram? Where do you hang out?
1: I do. I hang out on Instagram mostly Mm -hmm. and you can find me under sales maven. And then if I, if it's okay with you, I'll wrap a little gift for your audience around a way for us to connect. So the easiest way for us to connect is I have an ebook called closing the sale and it kind of walks through some of the last steps of the selling staircase with some language suggestions on how to close really. And so closing the sale, boosting your confidence, you can get that by going to yoursalesmaven.com forward slash Tasha. So that's for your audience. And I'll happily gift you that book and then we'll be connected and and however I can support you from there.
0: Perfect. And we will also put that in the show notes. So everybody can head to tashaboot.com forward slash podcast. Your show notes will be there and that link will be there as well. Nikki, it was so great talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Interested to learn more about how you can work with me and my team through either the legendary launch manager certification or the agency Thrive Mind, we would love to support you. So head on over to TashaBooth.com for all of the info. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.